Mike, are you still at UW Milwaukee? Yeah, I'm in my last year. Um, I'm currently in Madison, though. I'm doing my rotations at uh, the UW Hospital. Uh, I'm in their lab and uh, just doing uh, rotations as a medical laboratory scientist. So that's kind of like if you're if you're sick or you know if you're I don't know like something's wrong with you, they'll take a blood sample, a urine sample, and send it down to the lab, and we'll look at it, tell the doc what you got. What's going that sounds on. like a fun day. Yeah, it was. I looked at a lot of urine day. <laughs> Smells bad and you know, <laughs> gets everywhere. Gets it's, everywhere. Uh, Are you opening it? Like, oh, oh. Well, you just you pour it and sometimes it splashes and it's just like, oh. Welcome back, everybody, to Working Out Salvation, where we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, because it is, in fact, God who's working in us. My name's Connor Hanson. I'm back with my co-hosts, Abby and Noah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Connor. Good to see you. Um, We're here with a good friend of Noah's that he knows through the Marine Corps. Um, And so I'm going to chip it over to Noah here, and he's going to introduce his friend, Mike. Chipped it over me. I'll put it into the hole. Um, so I have my buddy on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the laugh there. Another dad joke for you. So I got a buddy on the podcast today. His name is uh, Michael Hughes. We were stationed together in Madison, uh, 2nd Battalion, 24th Marines. We're both infantry Marines, except he's a mortarman, which means he's smart and I'm dumb because I'm not a mortarman. So you can, that's a fact. You can, you can rest on that one. So Mike is a, he's a devout Seventh-day Adventist. Currently a student at UW-Milwaukee studying medical laboratory sciences, which we just got a huge talk about, which is very, very important. Got in a COVID test. It might have been him running it. Uh, but overall, he's just a really good guy. We've had a lot of good conversations with him with Emmanuel through, uh, with about race conversations, uh, racial divides in the church, things like that. Very, very knowledgeable Christian, very, very well-knowledgeable guy. Someone I'm very blessed is in my life. Someone I'm very blessed to be able to call a friend. Take it away, Mike. Okay, well, thanks, uh, man, for the uh, intro. Um, thanks for reaching out to me, you know, again. You know, I really appreciate that, you know, because uh, you know, I don't, you know, um, you know, I'm not like some, you know, pastor or chaplain or anything like that. You know? But, you know, I've been around, you know, um, the church, and I've grown up, you know, in the church. My dad was a pastor and everything like that. And, um, you know, so, you know, I do feel, you know, like, comfortable when it comes to talking, you know, about, you know, God and my faith and stuff like that. Um, I actually um, preached two weeks ago, just in case anybody wanted to. What did you preach on? Oh, I preached about um, how uh, Jesus is our friend and how we should, you know, look at him and not, not just as a, you know, God or someone who is, um, you know, just trying to reign over us, but he actually, you know, wants to be, you know, like our best friend. So I, I preached on that. I thought it was really a, a good topic, so. Probably tie in pretty well tonight, then, eh? You definitely will. Um, You know, so um, I'm just going to put this disclaimer out there. So we're talking about uh, mental health um, and, you know, my experience with it personally. And, you know, I'm not a psychologist. You know, I I think I had one psychology class in college, just intro to psychology. I got an A, by the way. So I know know (laughs) something. There you go. We got an expert, fellas. We got an expert. You got an expert. (laughs) 
So I got I got an A in the class. But um, like I said, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that. So you know, I'm not trying to you know put like you know some super you know um, professional you know knowledge on y'all. I just you know I have a, an experience and uh, it's very uh, personal to me. Um, it's it's a uh, it's um it's uh, about someone actually close to me it's not really about you know me um it's not you know the, the, what i'm gonna say the story isn't about you know what i've gone through you know with my own personal mental health experiences but it's about someone who's very close to me um and i asked them if i could actually tell their story a little bit um and the person um you know they said it was okay but i'm gonna try and keep it as you know anonymous as possible um but you know i think um a lot of times you know when we talk about mental health um, we, um, don't really, um, think about, you know, the people who, you know, are, how do you say this? We don't really think about, you know, the family members and friends who, you know, um, are, you know, close to the individuals who are affected, who are actually going through the mental health, you know, so, you know, like, you know, if your husband, you know, is going through mental health issue or your wife's going through mental health issue, we don't actually talk about sometimes, you know, how the other person may be affected by seeing their loved one go through something like that. And, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, where I'm coming from here. And it's, um, it's about my, uh, one of my best friends, actually. And, um, you know, my best friend, Emmy, you know, we've grown up together for, you know, pretty much as long as I can remember, you know, we we're, you know, good friends, you know, going over each other's house and everything like that. And um, we, uh, you know, went to school together, you know, um, just, you know, just doing best friend stuff, you know, all the time. And, um, you know, once you get older, you know, friends kind of move away and do their own thing. And, um, you know, he went to a, a different high school than I went to. And um, I, uh, you know, saw him you know while he was in high school on occasion and you know he began to tell me you know that um you know things were going too good things were going you know the greatest you know while he was in school and you know i was always you know just trying to you know just encourage him you know be there for him and things like that and you know you you know you kind of just say those things but you know you don't really think anything of it you know so much you're just kind of like oh you know he'll be all right you know everybody goes through these things um but you know, um, you don't really know how serious it is until, you know, you actually, you know, see, um, you know, you're, you know, a good friend of you or, you know, if they're your brother or something like that, you know, actually, you know, break down and, you know, have a real, you know, mental health, you know, problem. And so, you know, that's kind of what happened to me. Um, I remember trying to you know go back through my memories um it, it's it's a it's a it's a lot of, of stuff you know i'm gonna try to unpack it as much as i can but um i remember you know he had came back from high school he had came back from his schools during high school and you know i went over to see him and um you know his parents had kind of you know talked to me and said you know that you know um, he was really struggling and things like that um he, you know, wasn't making a lot of friends. He felt like he was alone, things like that. And, you know, um, you know, they just kind of wanted me to know that. And, you know, I just thought it was kind of interesting that they were telling me this because, you know, I, you know, he had told me, 
you know, that he was going through things. But, you know, when the parents kind of start to tell you that he's going through some stuff, you know, you might start to think, okay, maybe this is more serious than I thought, you know, what is going on. And um, when I finally went and talked to him, um, you know, he had kind of brought it up and told me, yeah, man, like, you know, I, you know, I really don't want to go back and stuff like that. It was a boarding school. I should have mentioned that. It was a boarding school that he was at. Um, but, you know, I, um, you know, just, you know, did what I was accustomed to doing with them, telling them, hey, man, it's going to be okay. You know, praying for you. you know, I'm always here for you, stuff like that. And that's what you should say, you know, but um, he um, didn't go back to the school. And, you know, his parents, they, you know, constantly call me to come back and, you know, try and, uh, you know, just to hang out, you know, support him and be friends and stuff like that. And so that's what I would do. You know, he was my best friend. You know, I, I still love him today. And um, one day uh, when I was over, you know, his house, um, he um, started telling me, you know, that he was afraid. And you know, that he, you know, was, you know, like having problems sleeping and that, um, you know, he, you know, didn't like being by himself and that he would hear things and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it was really surprising, you know, and then, you know, it got to the point um, that, you know, he started to like have a, what do you call it, a panic attack. I don't know if anybody's ever seen somebody go through a panic attack. Um, before but um you know it can be really um frightening at first but then um it kind of you know well i i you know i called for parents um you know so they were there too um and they came and you know they tried to calm him down and things like that and it went from a panic attack to a full down a full mental breakdown and i don't know if anybody here's personally seeing someone go through a mental breakdown well i wouldn't say it was it was further than a mental breakdown um he he lost his mind and um we had to take him to the hospital and um, it's a very you know scary thing to see someone um lose their mind um and i'm not talking about you know they just um you know like not talking or anything i'm talking about like you know full-on um you know, just like, almost like an outer body experience. It was a crazy thing, all right? But he had completely lost his mind. Uh, we had to take him to the hospital. The doctors or the uh, nurses there, they had to, you know, grab him and uh, put him, you know, um, into restraints and um, give him medication to calm him down. And, you know, when you see, you know, your best friend, you know, go through something like that, you know, just think of someone who's really close to you that you've known your whole life. You know, when you see them lose their mind and go, you know, through something like that is a very uh, sobering and heartbreaking experience. And to experience with his parents, you know, at the same time, you know, I, I went with them. You know, it's also very, um, you know, sad. You know, his dad, you know, he's one of the uh, more strong men, you know, that I've known in my life. You know, um, you know, he's kind of like, you know, what you would think of, you know, kind of like a tough guy, you know, type type guy and uh you know to see him actually begin to cry and to break down i'd never seen him cry before you know i didn't even think you know he could cry you know he's just always been you know that guy but you know to see him cry you know that was really you know a very um tough thing 
to um, you know see a strong man you know break down and cry like that, and um, you know he. Um, uh, it's it's kind of hard to talk about, but um, you know he, you know he, um, you know kind of you know we were kind of sitting next to you know each other, and he, you know he would tell me, well, you know, um, you know I don't know how God could let this happen, you know, and you start to question, you know, where God is, and like you know why, you know, did my son go through something like this, and um, you know I had to you know just tell him. Uh, you know, I don't know, and you know, I didn't really know what to say, but, you know, I just had to tell him, well, you know, I know God is, you know, he doesn't want these things to happen, but um, I know he's still here. Um, you know, we just, um, you know, let's just, you know, let's just pray. And so, you know, that's what we did. And so, you know, my best friend, you know, he was, you know, in the uh, hospital or, and um, they moved them actually to um, the, uh, what do you call it, like that psychiatric they have a psychiatric um, ward in the hospital. So they moved him to there and, um, you know, they just decided to admit him and, um, you know, we left and, um, you know, I went home and, you know, they went home and I didn't eat for um, an entire day after that. Um, it's a very traumatic experience. Yeah, you know, I, I, I pretty much would call it a fast, um, you know, but, you know, I was, I was completely heartbroken. I was completely torn you know, to see, you know, someone go through something like that, um, you know, as, as if they, you know, had died, you know, when you see um, someone lose their mind, you know, it's it's like, you know, they're not here anymore. And so, you know, I went home, I didn't eat for the rest of the day. Um, you know, my parents, they knew what was going on. Um, I talked to, you know, um, my best friend's parents and, you know, they were just, um, you know, telling me to like, you know, just keep praying and things like that. And um, so, you know, we tried to keep that communication and um, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, a few days later, um, I went to, you know, see his parents, to my best friend's parents. And, um, you know, I went in the house. Well, you know, the wife, his mom, she opened up the, the door and, um, you know, she kind of looked, you know, sad and things like that. And, you know, the dad, um, she had told me, you know, his dad, you know, was um, praying currently and that he had been, he had been on a fast for a whole week, actually. Yeah. It's pretty serious. You know, what, what, you know, what, what, um, you know, what people, you know, will do, you know, um, you know, when they're, you know, heartbroken and, uh, you know, and um, what do you call it? when they're heartbroken and they feel like, you know, they have nowhere else to go, you know, people, you know, will start to, you know, you know, you know, do some, I would say miraculous, you know, things. I mean, fasting for a whole week, you know, that's a, you know, pretty, you know, big statement, but he was, and, you know, I could hear him praying and, you know, very serious prayer in it, you know, and I remember after, you know, he had stopped praying, he had told me, you know, I was, you know, I told God that, you know, you know, you're going to have to leave me, you know, if, you know, my son doesn't get healed. You know, and I think the day after that, um, they um, actually um, released, um, you know, my best friend. Um, we I had talked to him over the phone and, you know, asked him you know, if everything was okay. But, you know, he was still there and, you know, they wanted to make sure everything was okay. But yet after he had prayed, you know, they had released him and stuff like that. And so, you know, we were happy about that. We were thinking, you know, maybe God's moving and things like that. I mean, he was. I wouldn't say maybe God was moving. You know, God, he's always there. You know, sometimes we just can't see it. 
but you know they released my best friend they um you know had him at home and you know he wasn't in school obviously and um you know he was just kind of there you know at home and so you know i'd go visit him when i get the chance you know because you know i'm still in school i still gotta do my stuff but um you know i'd go visit him when i get the chance and you know we talk and things like that and you know when you talk to someone you know after you know they go through something like that he had been diagnosed with um schizophrenia and um i think uh, bipolar disorder and when you talk you know with someone like that um i remember I, you know i said like you know he had i said it felt like you know he had died essentially you know because you're talking to him he still knows who you are he still you know remembers you know things you guys did when you were kids you guys still talk about you know the same things you used to talk about but he's different you know and you know that was a very heartbreaking thing for me to go through because it's like it's like my best friend's not here anymore he's still here but i'm talking to you know someone else essentially you know it, like, i don't know if you've ever talked to someone who's gone through you know seeing their parents like maybe have dementia you know when they get older or something like that you know they they tell you that it's a very you know heartbreaking thing a very sad thing and it, it really you know affects you you know my uh, mom actually right now she's kind of going through it a little bit but I mean, not, she doesn't have to, her, her mom, you know, she's getting older in age and, you know, she talks about it a little bit, but, you know, I, you know, I've talked, you know, to people who have gone through that and, you know, it's a really sad thing. And, and, and now I can like, I could like see, you know, how that would feel, you know, and you have to, you know, you know, really, um, you have to really begin, you know, when, when, when you see, you know, your loved ones go through stuff like that you have to really start to um, evaluate, you know, um, well, at least what I did, I started to reevaluate like everything about, you know, my relationship with God, and, you know, and stuff like that, because, you know, going up in the church, and that's the point I kind of wanted to touch on, you know, um, you know, I look at everything at a, as a spiritual, you know, matter from a spiritual background. And so, you know, his parents, you know, when they had saw, you know, their son going through this, and when I saw my best friend going through this, you know, I immediately began to, you know, kind of like just kind of, you know, reevaluate like my life and stuff like that and saying, what do I need to do, um, you know, in my life that, you know, could make me better able to reach, you know, my best friend and to, you know, meet his needs. Because, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, don't realize or maybe not consider it so much that, you know, a lot of mental health problems, you know, can be brought on by spiritual matters. And I don't mean like, you know, ghosts or anything. I mean, you know, just like, you know, the Bible says we fight against, you know, not flesh and blood, but against, you know, spirits and things in high places. And, you know, so looking at that verse, you know, I'm thinking, you know, well, you know, my friend, you know, he says he's scared. He says he's seeing things. He says he's, you know, not able to sleep. And, you know, my mom told me, you know, that the very first mental health condition, she, she, she said this to me, I forget when, but she said the very first uh, mental health condition in the history of the world was at the Garden of Eden. She told me it was when Adam said he was afraid. Because Adam said he was afraid, you know, that he ate the fruit and that he was naked. And God didn't make us to be afraid, you know. He made us to be in peace. He made us to, you know, um, live you know, with love and happiness and things like that. But when he sinned, 
you know, he began to feel fear. And she told me that was the first, you know, mental health condition. And that fear came from, you know, Satan. It came from, you know, what he had caused them to do. And so, you know, with that mindset, you know, I began to, you know, just try and take away everything, you know, that, you know, wouldn't, that I thought would invite Satan, you know, around in my life or, you know, be a negative influence, you know, to my best friend. And, you know, his parents did that too. You know, we got rid of, you know, pretty much like, <laughs> like, like everything else that wasn't like, you know, Jesus related, which is not a bad thing. You know, we got rid of like a lot of these movies that we used to watch. You know, I stopped listening to, you know, I used, I was big into rap. I just got rid of rap, you know, and stuff like that. And it was almost like I had a mini revival, <laughs> you know, after seeing what my friend, you know, went through. And, you know, you could say, you know, you know, it's good, but at the same time, you don't want to just do those things because, you know, you, you're looking for, you know, um, you know, uh, an end goal or something, you know, you should do those things because, you know, you truly you know, want to have a better relationship with God, but, um, you know, that's what we were doing. And, you know, like we, um, you know, I told, you know, my parents, you know, hey, let's start having worship, you know, every night and stuff like that. You know, instead of just like once or twice a week, you know, so that's what we started doing. My friend, his family, they started, um, you know, having their worships and stuff like that. And and it was good. You know, we did have a closer relationship with God. Um, but, you know, my friend, you know, he was still, you know, you could still tell he was sick. And so afterwards, um, he had a few more lapses where, you know, he had to get, you know, back to the hospital and. You know, just seeing your friend go through that, I think it was, I think he's been in the hospital maybe like three or four times, you know, just having lapses where he has to go back. You know, it's really, it's really, um, you know, really sad, you know, really scary, um, you know, to see him go through that. But um, um, I think it's been at least two years now since he's been in the hospital, but you know, he seems to be doing good now. So, you know, praise God for that. But I mean, you know, this whole experience that I've been through, you know, with my best friend and you know, his family, you know, you know, it's, it's been a very long, you know, experience. And, you know, if you're, you know, not careful, you know, yourself, you can start to, you know, have, you know, mental breakdowns yourself when you see, you know, someone you love keep going through something like that. And so, you know, it's really, really important to have a real strong, you know, connection, you know, with God, you know, when you see, you know, your best friends, you know, or you're someone you love, wife or husband or something or someone you know go through something like that and I think a lot of people don't stress that enough and I think we need to start you know looking out for you know people who you know may not have the you know may not be going through the actual you know like you know um, problems that are associated with mental health but you know who are seeing their loved ones go through it you know I think you know we need to pray for those people because you know the people, you know, you know, if, you know, I had, you know, schizophrenia or something like that, you know, I would depend, you know, very, be very dependent upon, you know, my best friends and, you know, my family, you know, and, you know, my, you know, best friend, you know, he's very thankful, you know, that we were there for him, you know, he says that all the time, even though sometimes, you know, he gets real, you know, down about, you know, how life, you know, has gone for him up to this point, you know, he can get really depressed sometimes about it. But, you know, he's very thankful, you know, for, you know, the family and the, the, the friends and, you know, and God and stuff like that. And, and it's really helped him. But, you know, 
I think, you know, in my experience, you know, we, we definitely, you know, needed to have a strong relationship with God. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to, um, you know, talk about. And I wish I could have shared the story a little bit better, um, you know, because it, it's, it's been a lot, you know, of, you know, just stuff that's been involved with, you know, me and my best friend. And, you know, just kind of going back over it, just kind of bringing up stuff that are kind of, you know, just that I kind of didn't want to think about again. But, you know, I just wanted people to know, you know that, you know, if, you know, you have someone, you know, in your family or, you know, a best friend that, you know, is going through this, you know, um, don't be afraid to reach out to someone else. Don't feel like you have to be, you know, just the, the strong, you know, solid person because you're going to feel, you know, pain too you know, seeing them go through that. So, you know, you know, reach out to someone and, and make sure, you know, pray to God. Um, and, you know, make sure you, you know, just constantly, you know, put yourself in a position or don't put yourself in a position, you know, that will, you know, break that bond with God. And, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm quite confident, you know, that, you know, if I didn't have a relationship, you know, with God, you know, going through this thing, you know, I don't know what my best friend would be, and I don't know how I would be, you know, mentally as well, you know. So, um, yeah, I really kind of what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I really like that because if you think about it, there's a reason why when people have cancer, there's counseling for their families. Mm -hmm. When uh, military members are deployed overseas, there's there's counseling for their families. When people become a first responder, or a cop, or a firefighter, or something like that, there's counseling for their families. There's counseling for their friends, and especially in times of grief, there's counseling for everyone else. Because we cannot neglect the people that are being the steadfast force for the person that is ill. Mm -hmm. It can be extremely mentally draining. My grandmother went through Alzheimer's, and watching my father and his uh, sisters deal with that was draining for me because it's it's a man that I love, it's a man that I respect, and it's a man that mm -hmm. I came to respect and love so much more when I saw him going through this trial. But he needed a support system. He needed my mother. He needed myself. He needed my, my sister and my older brothers. He needed mm -hmm. people to be strong. And so it was important for us to take care of ourselves. But it was important for us to make sure that he was okay. Because he mm -hmm. was having to make some really, really tough decisions. It's a very, very good witness. I really appreciate you talking about that. Because we yeah. haven't really mentioned that so far. That was great. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you sharing that, Mike. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, we haven't talked about the perspective of those who are affected by others' mental illness. Mm -hmm. And I think it, as, a, as I listen to you talk about it, it just reminds me of how, how important it is to be reminded of the fact that because we're made in the image of God, and God is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. God is community in and of himself, which means we are mm -hmm. made for community, and, and we are social beings. Exactly. So we fundamentally need one another, whatever, whatever exactly. we culturally think, you know, I can go make it on my own. I can be an independent person like, yeah, okay. But we're fundamentally made for each other. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's really becoming apparent listening to you talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. And I also was, when you were talking about sort of seeing him in that state, the word that kept coming to mind for me was possessed. I mean, you you feel like it. Like I mean, it was full on. Like I thought my friend was possessed. Mm -hmm. Like they just, you know? just didn't like I said, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Because when you're coming from, you know, like you know, we're all coming from the spiritual, you know, you know, background, you know, where you know we're in church and read about these things, and then you see like this stuff happen, 
was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I can't believe this is happening. happening. This stuff is real, you know? And, you know, we, you know, look at the stories of, you know, the, the man who, or the, the family whose son kept throwing himself in the water and, you know, fire and stuff like that. And, and yeah, well, he had, you know, he had an actual demon in him. No, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, my friend is like gone, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really, you know, sad to think like, how could, you know, Satan get a hold of my friend, you know? And it, it, it's, it, it can, it was actually pretty scary, you know, seeing it. I was like in shock. I was like, like, oh my goodness, you know? And my friend doesn't remember that, that happening to him, but you know, we told him it happened. And, you know, he was like, wow, you know, I, I can't believe that happened, you know? So. What so so I'm, what um having gone through this up to this point, how has it changed the way you think about mental health, and um, how has it changed the way you think about your faith and mental health? So it definitely you know, like I said, you know, I, I went to school, I took a psychology class and stuff like that, and you know, I think a lot of people just kind of you know look at you know mental health on only the side as it pertains to just you know the body and just how the brain is chemically you know wired which is true you know a lot of it you know is due to that but like i said you know the fear because my friend he kept talking about like fear fear and you know just not sleeping and seeing things and and stuff like that and you know my dad told me you know when he was a kid (laughs) he was reading a book he shouldn't have read it was some crazy book about like something crazy um but he saw a goat like you know, on the second floor of his house, looking out the window, he saw a goat with red eyes looking at him. You know, he was a kid. You know, there shouldn't be a goat, you know, like, you know, on the second, like, floor from outside, you know, he's looking at the goat through the window, and he, he was scared, you know? And, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, is my friend seeing, like, demons or things like that? Um, and, you know, so, it, you know, it, you know, I, was, I wasn't sure what to really believe until I started, you know, you know, having a you know, kind of a revival on myself, you know, where I'm starting to study the Bible more. I'm starting to pray more with my, you know, with, um, you know, my friend and his parents and, you know, reading the Bible, you know, you just begin to think and, you know, understand that, you know, maybe mental health isn't really just, you know, based on chemicals and, you know, neurons firing off the right way, you know, because the Bible says clearly that, you know, you every time God shows up, he, or, you know, an angel of God shows up and says, do not fear, you know, do not fear, which is kind of crazy because an angel, you know, it's pretty big, but, you know, when Jesus comes up, you know, he doesn't have, people aren't afraid of God, you know, unless they, you know, they're doing wrong, but like people, you know, they aren't afraid of God, you know, when he shows up because he's peaceful, these things like that. So when fear shows up in someone's life because Satan or something that, you know, Satan uses maybe a person or you know it could be a movie or something you know is there and you know that's what you know we began to you know kind of go towards like you know well whatever's in this house or whatever's in my life that you know maybe bringing fear to my friend you know i want to get rid of and so that's what we started to do and you know i want to let people know like you know, hey, don't just treat mental health as if it's just something that can be cured with medicine, you know, or like a pill or something like that, you know, fight, you know, mental health with prayer, you know, fight it with, you know, the Bible, fight it with, you know, um, things that are, 
devoted to God, you know, because God's presence, wherever it is, you know, if it's in, if, you know, when it's in a Bible, when it's in the Bible, when it's in you know, music or, you know, like a movie about God, um, you know, bring those things to your friend, you know, bring those things to, you know, someone who, you know, is struggling with that, because we, I'm pretty sure we've all experienced, we know that, you know, when we read like the Bible or something, or we sing one of our favorite songs, you know, it does something to us, like it, it, it just makes us feel, you know, better and at peace, and so that's what we started to learn, and that's what we started to go to, and it, it has helped, you know, it, it, it has helped, and, you know, when lapses do happen, it's usually because, you know, my friend has been trying to, like, separate himself from God, and we're like, can't do that man can't do that like you know stick with god you know he will help you you know you don't have to feel you know the sense of fear you know um even though you have you know a mental condition uh, condition and my friend knows he has a mental condition he's you know he acknowledges that he does um but you know you don't have to be afraid you know we're here for you and god is here for you most of all so you know stick close to him and we you know in our experience you know it it, it works every single time yeah, I really like that when you, when you talk about uh, relying on God through this struggle. Mm-hmm. Early on in the podcast, we were talking about like hyper medicalization or hyper spiritualization of mental health. Mm-hmm. Have, being on the one side of like, I'm not going to take any medicine. All I'm going to do is pray, 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 and that'll fix it. Or be on the side of mm-hmm. all I'm going to do is take pills and I'm going to take and I'm going to get electroshock therapy. I'm going to I'm going to go to therapy and I'm going to get this work. But that's it, it's the extremes are never usually where where you should be going. It should be somewhere in the middle. It is okay, and it is a good thing to blend modern medical science and God with religion together to solve mental health. That mm-hmm. is an okay, and that is a good thing. So many times in the Bible, the Lord gives actual medical remedies to people for how they should actually be carrying themselves. Maybe not a mental health, but of an actual disease. Mm-hmm. That happens mm-hmm. a lot in Exodus when the people of Israel, of Israel get sick. God gives them an actual medical cure, and they pray. There is this merging. Mm-hmm of hyper of uh, spiritualization and medicalization and it was good it was mm-hmm. good it worked this is mm-hmm. something that we can and should be applying to mental health it's no different than mm-hmm. cancer it's no different than uh, diabetes it mm-hmm. is still a disease and it's still something that can be combated with prayer and with medicine together mm-hmm. god can work through both of them i was gonna say and what you just said like is, is exactly what you know um you know, what we, you know, as a Seventh-day Adventist have to say is that that's like literally like what we preach, you know, um, and it's so, it's funny because, you know, we, you know, going through this experience, you know, we didn't, you know, really go to that immediately, but, you know, when you look at Jesus's life, you know, um, you know, how he helped people, you know, he, he helped their physical needs and then he helped their spiritual needs. And, you know, we've always, you know, believed that the, second arm or the second hand to God's ministry was medical like missionary work and you know that's what God did all the time like you know just every day healing people you know that I remember I read a verse where God said he like where it said like he had healed an entire city you know people you know of their diseases and things like that but he also helped their spiritually you know you'd see the guy you know um, whose friends brought him through the roof you know he forgave his sins and then he told him to rise up and walk and you know, there's a holistic, you know, um, approach, you know, when it comes to how Jesus in the Bible, you know, helped people, you know, he didn't just help them physically, you know, or, you know, he helped them spiritually in one time. No, he, he did it like 
used both, you know, um, those tools, you know, to bring people to um, a better knowledge and understanding of who he was and a better relationship with him. And, you know, it's such a, a great, you know, thing to see, you know, when someone, you know, goes through something like that, but through that experience can also have a stronger relationship, you know, with God, you know, I think that should be the end goal. And, you know, any, you know, mental health scenario where you don't just come out the same way, you know, spiritually when you went in, you know, you come out, you know, having a stronger relationship with God. I think that's, you know, I don't think God, you know, God obviously doesn't cause these things to happen, but I think he allows them to happen, you know, so he can work through us and, you know, you know, like, um, have us same, same vein as God allowing temptation to enter into our lives. Yeah. He can work to through the temptation. God allows it. Exactly. Allows it to happen. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean that's what you know his uh, dad was asking. You know, like God, why are you allowing this to happen? Like, why is this happening? And you know, through it all, you know, like I said, you know, we threw out stuff that you know we, you know we we didn't think they were bad, but we obviously knew they weren't like you know dedicated to God. So you know. They got rid of a lot of that stuff out of their house and you know it has made them a much more spiritual family you know so god can use you know those experiences to um you know bring us you know closer to him it reminds me of something that somebody had told me um when i was going some of my own going through some of my own struggles in college um and i don't even know who to like attribute the quote to because i think she was quoting somebody, but she said, like, if you're going to go through it, go through it, grow through it. And I don't know. Yeah, like, kind of like to what you're saying that you never want to see somebody else or yourself walk through that kind of a valley. But um, there is, there, like, there are jewels you can find in the in the middle of that or that can be formed in the middle of, of that kind of deep suffering i mean like yeah thank you so much for for sharing your experience and that i can yeah. really respect your your presence in his life and like sticking sticking with him and his family through that mm -hmm. definitely and you know, people you know, we like, like, um, you know, um, my one friend was sorry, I forget your name, it was Connor, or yeah, no, not, yeah, sorry, like, you know, like you said, um, you know, we're social beings, and you know, um, that's not just something that we have, it comes from, you know, God, you know, he's a social, you know, being himself. There's three of them, they have their family, you know, there's a God, yet. they're all family, and so, you know, we, you know, we have this family where it's necessary, even in a perfect world, you know, God said. It's not good that man should be alone. And it was a perfect world. There was no temptation. There was no sin or anything like that. So, you know, we definitely, you know, need to, you know, understand that, you know, um, people um, should um, look for or should um, never feel they're alone or never feel that they can do whatever they're going through, you know, by themselves. And, you know, no one's ever truly alone. You know, God's always here, you know, for us and kind of hard to see when, you know, you're going through it. But when you get out of it, you see, you know, that he's been there. Hmm. So, yeah.
and I can tell, you know, like listening to you, it's, it's clear. You're like, on the one hand, you recognize the tension of things are not the way they should be. You know, things mm-hmm. are fall we're, we're fallen. The world is distorted. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, you've seen God work in the way that only God can through that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that that's hope. And that's mm-hmm. what we hope for. Yeah. And it's a continuing process. It doesn't end. You don't get to a point where, you know, you can say, okay, my friend's healed and, or, you know, like everything's good now. No, it, it, it always keeps going and keeps going and you want to keep growing. And that's the great thing about God. There's never a point where you can get to and say, you know, I have, you know, the perfect relationship with him or, you know, I have the greatest relationship with him. You know, it's always, you know, growing you can always grow because, you know, God's that, you know, big, he's that, you know, he's, he's infinite, you know, so there's always something more to learn from him. There's always, you know, um, like more love you can receive from him. It's, it's an amazing relationship to have, you know, I'm just thankful. Definitely wouldn't be, you know, here, you know, without, you know, knowing him and knowing that he's there and, and uh, my life and in my friend's life and my parents' life and his parents' life. So. Oh, that's great, man. Well, on that note, I mean, we really appreciate you coming on, talking with us about this and uh, sharing your experience with your friend. It's been, it's been a good perspective that we haven't had and it's, it's really good. So thanks, man. Okay. Glad you guys had me. You know, like I said, I'm not a psychologist, so. <laughs> final, final caveat yeah well, thanks <laughs> thanks again everybody for joining us uh this has been working out salvation we'll talk to you later <laughs>